Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to another episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. And uh, it's July, right? It is. I think it's we're, July. We're about on schedule, right? We are. It's middle yeah, of July. Much. We're doing it when we said we would. Yeah. On the last show, so we're, we're spot on. We couldn't get any closer to what we said, really, unless we'd recorded last night. Which we didn't. No. But we're here now, so yeah. yeah I'm sure they'll forgive us a day. Yeah. Um, and actually, that reminds me two things firstly um disney parts and more has still not been released yet <laughs> so i better i better change that because we recorded that a few days ago and the patrons have had it since monday but the public should have had it two days ago and they haven't blame craig um but also i want to start off with an apology for the future okay so this episode will probably be going out just after we record it right so that'll be on the uh the 16th of july I guessed it on another podcast, which should be coming out around about the 17th, maybe 18th of July. I guessed on the Mickey Waffles. And um, I was their special guest, which I was very privileged to be. And we, uh, it, the conversation got brought up about the, the amount of podcasts that I do. And if I could remember all of them. And I remembered all of them, except this one. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't my finest moment. Well, I mean, I say that. I mean, there were other ones I forgot. Like, I didn't mention Ego. I didn't mention um, where I talk about the films that I've just gone to see at the cinema because obviously that's never, ever going to come back again now that cinemas are closed. Um, but yeah, I just, what a faux pas. I was like, ah, oh, he's going to kill me. So I thought I'll just get the apology <laughs> done now to you live on air. And then when Mickey Waffles comes out, um, it won't be such a surprise to you. There you go. No, so, I can forgive you. We're here you. recording, so um, it's going to beat that one out. So it's yeah, well, fine. That, that, is, that is true as well. And also, you know, in my defence, I do have far too many podcasts. So yeah. you know. We all do, to be fair. I, I, I've been spending the last two days organising with Craig when I'm going to record multiple shows with him. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> God, when are we going to fit them all in? Like, I'm trying to fit in watching 10 million different films. Well, that's different. You, you know, like this, we've just come to the table tonight to record this, not having to do, have watched a film yeah. of films before. Um, so, yeah, it could have been it could have been much worse. Hey, look, you know, you could be really crazy and try and do all of these podcasts you do already and then throw in another one where you've got to interview celebrities and do a lot of post-production work. Yeah, because, yeah uh, that's not going to happen. No, no, <laughs> no one's that stupid, are they? Except this idiot. Anyway, we're here to talk about Disneyland Paris, and I think it would be uh, it would be wrong of us to start this show off, this episode off, without referencing the fact that the parks are now open. And I say parks because obviously um, we are talking about both gates. Um, Disney World did it in phases, but Disneyland Paris just went 
nah, sod that. Yeah. Uh, and just open up both parts at the same time. So And you can go in either park you want. You yeah. don't have to but you can you just book for both. Yeah, yeah. And um so uh, yesterday, the 15th of July, was the first um, official uh, opening day to the public. Yeah. Uh, we'd had, uh, how many, was it four days? Yeah, I think so. I think it started at the weekend and that. Yeah. And, and through to Tuesday and then, then opened officially yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they've been kind of testing things out and seeing what was working and what, what wasn't working. Um, I know... You, or I've seen quite a few people that I follow uh, that that went there for opening. Um, so some of the, the big Facebook groups um, and also um, DLP report were, were down there as well. Um, and uh, so I've seen a lot of their stuff. I've seen even more of their stuff now because I've made friends with them again. So that's yeah. good. I've been a grown up and done the right thing. And they, uh, they respectfully uh, allowed me back in. But um, I mean, I've been, in some ways, I've been quite impressed with what I've seen in general. Yeah. But I've also seen quite a lack of social distancing by people as well. Yeah. And and I think that was always going to happen. We we can't deny that we've, we've talked about it before, that certain cultures have problems following rules as it is. Oh, I'm talking about the English. <laughs> well, yeah, the, there's that as well. Unless but... that's what you meant. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not great, but um, there's also other cultures that we see have problems with not smoking in the parks, um, and just generally doing things that you wouldn't see in any other Disney park. Um, so it was always going to be a strange one with Disneyland Paris. Yeah, yeah. Although the one you know one of the the positives that I've seen from multiple people is the fact that you know smoking has pretty much been eradicated from the yeah. park, except for smoking areas. Yeah, <laughs> because people literally can't smoke with masks on. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, other than the social distancing of of certain guests, um, it, it seems to have gone quite smoothly. Um, the new selfie spots, I suppose. Yeah, they're called. Um, yeah, they've been they've been interesting. I think they've been they're better than what I've seen from the US parks. Whereas they're just kind of floating around at a distance from you where you can't even get a photo of them, really. At least this, you are getting close enough to be able to take a photo that looks like you're relatively close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it reminded me in some ways of some of the photos I took during the uh, the run weekend. That's where, basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you couldn't, you either didn't want to stop because there was a queue or... Um, they weren't yeah. actually uh, allowing photos, so you do did have to take a selfie. But like, um, like the change they did with Loki between races. There you go. Where he was with Thor to start with, and he was so popular. The next day, he was up in a building. Yeah, just waving <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, given the circumstances, you know, I, I don't know what else they could they could have done no. really. And some of it, so, the fact that they've moved some of the characters into different spots has actually given some decent extra bits. Like Meet Mickey, they're now in, you can see them in the queue. They're up on the stage rather than in a room. So you've got Mickey, Minnie, I think Pluto might have been in there as well, um, are up on the stage as you go through the queue. So you then walk into his room and you can have a look round at what you'd normally be standing there having a photo. 
um, which was quite nice. And also they've turned the Princess Pavilion into a walkthrough as well, which I thought was quite good. So how have they, uh, how have they made that work then with Meet Mickey? Because if you're, so you're going in the queue. Yep. The character's up on the stage so you can have your selfies. Yeah. And then you carry on through the building. Yeah. As if you was going to meet Mickey and then walk out. Yeah. That is odd. Um, (laughs) That is, that's very strange. Um, Princess Pavilion is just a complete walkthrough. There's, there's nobody in there at all. So why is it open? Literally, they've they've turned it into a walkthrough. You can go up to, they've got like a throne in there and you can have your photos taken and stuff on that. Um, Or around it on. I was going to say, are they letting you sit? They're surely not letting you sit on it. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so, unless there's someone in there that's cleaning it after every set of people. Yeah. Um, um, makes me kind of feel like the, the Mad Hatter's Tea Party outside. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Similar of. vein to that, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the Princess Pavilion, I mean, because I'd never been to the Princess I Pavilion. I haven't either. Um, well, no, I have now, but I hadn't until I went with my daughter. It's obvious yeah. reasons, right? Um, when I went last year. And... I mean, there's some there's some cool bits in there as you're as you're queuing up, but yeah, oh, I, I don't know. I'm sure they probably could have just stuck a princess in there. I'm sure it wouldn't have cost them too much to do that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the, uh, the the rides are pretty much open. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, you know the shows aren't open yet. Um, yeah. The Marvel and building of, and those show. Show buildings, especially in the studio, are actually being again used for selfie spots. Yes, um, you get to go in and meet Mickey and the magician. Oh, that's uh, nice. Um, so you actually, I think you actually get up on the stage. Oh, and he's standing, you know, where the Lion King light fixture is that goes around and projects on the on the wall. Yes, he's standing by that, and oh. you're kind of at the front. Okay. Um, and I also think Cinderella is in there with the carriage and the fairy godmother I've seen as well. Okay, well, that kind of makes up for why they're not uh, in the Princess Pavilion. Yeah. I suppose. Because uh, you wouldn't get a carriage in there or anything. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I was about to say the uh, the Marvel Theatre is, is now hosting uh, Marvel yeah. characters, which is, I mean, that is, is good for people uh, because you can get proper selfies now. Yeah, and in itself, it's actually being used. If this wasn't the Marvel season, then that building would be empty. Yes, yeah. So at least it's it's being used for some things. Yes, that's that's also good. Um, And obviously, uh, not necessarily obviously, but uh, they're doing the same thing for Frozen. So um, in that area, you can meet Anna and Elsa. uh, You can meet Kristoff and uh, Sven and also Olaf. I think they're, I think yeah, they're doing Olaf, twos I, and, and yeah. then a one. I think Olaf's still in his, his normal spot yeah. where he was meeting before all this happened. So Olaf hasn't moved, but yeah, they've added uh, Christoph and Sven together and then Anna and Elsa together. Which makes sense, really. <laughs> yeah, the only thing um, about that, and I'm, I'm, I don't think they're the only meets and greets, but they're definitely two of them, um, is they've uh, they've used Lion Bertie, of course. Yeah. Um, so slots for that. If you want to go and meet the, those characters, you get get better get in there quick. Um, 
And it's the closest that you've probably been able to get to Anna and Elsa since uh, one of them got punched in the face. I can never remember yeah. which one got punched in the face, but uh, yes, uh, yeah. the dark days. So it's, you know, the, the feedback that I've seen from people that have, have been there has been positive. People seem generally happy. Um, they seem to be really on top of things. So um, Casey's Corner was uh, getting really busy. Uh, at lunchtime and they started putting out additional markers to make sure that um you know the queue could carry on uh in in the correct way yeah so good. yeah and you know there's there's hand sanitizer everywhere people are you know dishing things out it's it seems as as good as they could they could possibly do it um i uh, maybe because i've seen more of it I, I would say that paris seems to be dealing with it better than uh, the US parks are well, I'll say yeah. US, US park in, yeah. in Walt Disney World, but obviously all the all the gates are there open um, because they still seem to have problems with um, guests and masks more often. What I have yeah. been uh, I've seen from multiple people as well is that if guests are caught trying to take off their mask when they shouldn't do, um, or you know that kind of thing, that yeah. uh, people are you know going up to them straight away and then they need to put masks back on. Yeah. So if even the NBA players are getting told off for doing it. <laughs> oh no in Paris, but yeah. yeah. Um but yeah they seem to be really hot on it and um and it's good. I mean what again because we talked about this a bit a little bit on, on Mickey Waffles so I'm already um kind of <laughs> repeating myself in a way but I said the challenge really will be in the coming weeks because yeah. at the moment you know when this first opened up the, the people that are going to be going there are the, the real diehard fans yeah uh more than anybody else you might and get that's a few... not to say that we aren't but no but, but we're you... being a bit more sensible about it i think i, I mean you've you got to make you take your, your chances right you know if that's yeah. what you want to do i don't begrudge anyone wanting to do it um, no. I I just didn't have the desire to rush over there, and I could have because you know my annual pass is still valid. Um, but I just it it just seemed like a lot of hassle. Um, yeah. It just just didn't seem to be the, the 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 pros didn't outweigh the cons. So you know for me it was just a, a no brainer to to not yeah. even attempt it. But fair play if you wanted to, but. You know, it is going to be the start of the the school holidays next week in the UK. Um, I'm not sure what the school situation is like in France because normally they would have broken up by now. Um, and I'm not sure yeah. if, you know, our school year is still finishing at the same time. I'm not sure what they're doing in France, uh, you know, if they're adding any time on or if they've already finished. But regardless, my point is we are going to see those parts get even busier in the coming weeks. Um, they are capacities on each day yeah we know that you do have to book in but you know it's possible that they might reach capacity or near to capacity more than they have done already and it's at that point you know a few weeks down the line are they still going to keep this up yeah are the guests going to keep this up um you know are they going to want to follow the rules as stringently as the people are at the moment um and that will be that will be the test, I think, really. Yeah. But the thing is, if they, they continue to cope the way they are, the likelihood is the capacity will probably go up. Um, no guarantee in that, but 
we've seen it at Walt Disney World that they've opened extra annual pass holder slots um, this week once yep. the parks had reopened. So we may see that in Paris as well, but I've not read anywhere that any of the days are actually fully booked yet. I'm not sure whether they have. I haven't got access to it yet. I'm still another little thing there. I, I now have an annual pass. It's somewhere in Paris at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I have, so once I've got that, I'll have access to the booking booking system as well because I need to book for September. Mm. But uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware, I've not seen anyone say they haven't been able to get what they've wanted. No, no, same here. Um, it seems to have gone relatively smoothly so far. Um, and again, time will tell on that. Um, of course, they're going to want to increase capacity. Um, I think the big difference is, is that, you know, in Europe, we are... Um, everywhere pretty much now seeing cases reduce yeah um, we still have a bit of an issue in the uk um it's it's going down but well not as quite clear as we expected it to i think yeah and also you know we've just lifted a load of restrictions you know a yeah. couple of weeks ago so it will be interesting to see what happens in the, in the coming weeks because of the the difference between that happening and, and when people start to um, show symptoms. So, you know, it, we've still got some issues here, but Europe in general is kind of going down, whilst America and especially Florida um, yeah. and a few other states like Texas, it's gone up, it's going up again. Um, yeah. And in fact, in, in the case of Florida, I don't think they had a first wave, <laughs> if I'm honest. No. If you look at the numbers that, that they had when they locked down, um, and I, I was talking to um, my wife about this the other night, and I said, um, I, you know, obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? But I said, it, it, from what you're seeing now, it looks like Florida should have stayed open, yeah, for a, about another month or so before starting to close, maybe a bit longer, because the cases were were really low for all, that yeah. whole period, and then just as they've started to reopen everything. Uh, you know, and, and it started to go up, creep up a little bit before they started to reopen. But it, you know, since they've started opening more and more things, it's just gone up and up and up. Yeah. So uh, it, it's quite crazy that they're increasing the capacity during the time it's it's creeping back up yeah. again. You'd expect it to go the other way around, but you know, hey ho. But yeah, I, I think uh, as long as things stay the same as they are in France at the moment, then um, they've probably got. Uh, good, good enough reason to increase that capacity, and yeah. that's that's good for for guests. Um, yeah, only, the only issue they have is the lack of hotels. Yes, yes, that is <laughs> that is true. Um, I don't know because a lot of the people that I knew went, most of them were staying uh, around rather yeah. than on on site, and I guess that's probably because the only hotel that was open this week was Newport Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, which isn't cheap. And I'm guessing they're not offering discounts. They're probably just offering the standard rates that they have yeah. rather than we'll give you Cheyenne prices. <laughs> yeah. Compensation. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of people were staying in Valde Europe, uh, yeah. places like the Ibis and that. Um, and I, I mean, the thing is I'd have been completely fine with that. I love staying at Valde Europe, but um, yeah, I think for, for some people it was the first time they would, of considers uh, staying off property and it would be a combination of the cost of the hotels 
um, as well as capacity, like you say, um, because yeah, some people will, will always want to stay on property and only on property and just pay the extra if that's yeah. what it takes. But um, yeah, that, that, that will be uh, a slight issue. And I, I wonder as well, like how it's going to affect, obviously this is a bit more selfish, but you know, guests from the UK that had holidays booked because you know, flights seem to be going to, to France. Yeah. Um, you know, the I'm not sure what's happening with Eurostar. Didn't they cancel a load of trains? Uh, I don't know about the, the Eurostar. The Eurotunnel is running. I've actually got a vlog going on in the background from today. Um, and they, they travel by Eurotunnel. So that's definitely running. Yeah. Um, I think most so, of the people I know that went were uh, either going via Eurotunnel or flying in. So I don't know anyone that's going yeah. by Eurostar. Yeah. At the moment, my Eurostar is all still fine. I've I've got no issues there. So, but again, mine's not for for two more months. So I don't expect that to change. Is yours a uh, direct? Uh, I've got a direct coming. Oh, no, I've got I've got the direct. I think I did both ways. Um, just because it was such a short journey and it was only like 20 or 30 pound more when I booked, I was just like, Oh, I'm just, in fact, I think I've got, I upgraded on the way back because it was so cheap to the, the next level up, not the standard one, the, the next one. Yeah. I remember you telling me that that actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm direct both ways, but upgraded on the way back. Nice. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's good. I mean, I was supposed to be going to uh, Florida. And the, and the weird thing is, I've been told my flight has been cancelled because of a tweet. But mm. I've not actually been told that my flight has been cancelled. They've not actually officially announced it. Well, they haven't officially just... announced it on Twitter. <laughs> well, they've announced it to people that have asked. Right, okay. <laughs> but if you look at their Twitter feed, they've not actually said it outright. They've only told oh, people when they've asked. Interesting, interesting. So while I'm still waiting, I'm still waiting for my my fights to to either be cancelled or at least give me the option to change. Yeah. Because I was I was about four weeks after you guys. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Europe's a little bit different, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we're still in the EU currently, um, yeah. we're able to do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Good luck next year. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we've been back, be back to normal by then. But uh, yeah, so you know, it's good to see so many things reopened. Um, as I said, uh, you know, shows are off, the parades are obviously off. Um, they've said that the the uh, festival of the Lion King and Jungle Book. Yes. Or the Jungle Book and the lot. I always get it the wrong way around. But <laughs> um, whatever it's called, whatever that festival called is called, is is going to be on this year. Yeah. Um, despite us thinking it wouldn't be. <laughs> um, but they still haven't... Well, I've not seen a confirmed date yet for it. No. And there was a, a little rumour about it today as well mm. that I saw. Um, the parade floats for the Jungle Book parade that they've been doing in Disneyland Park up on the, the center stage, they were actually being moved to the Walt Disney Studios. And it looks like they're possibly going in the stunt show arena to do that. Hmm. So they can socially distance you, keep you on seats 
away from everybody. Now, we don't know what's going in that space, do we? No. So it, it could be that they are just able to do that because either work hasn't commenced in that area yet or or yeah. whatever. But, um, I mean, that, that wouldn't be so bad, I suppose. I suppose that's one way yeah. of, of doing it. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't think we'll see the show back this year. No. I'd be surprised if they could do the show this year. Unless they really um, thought about the seating, yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't see how they could. It's not a massive theatre either. I know it's it's brand new, but mm. it still doesn't hold that many. It doesn't hold the same amount. I would say as say the Animagic Theatre. It's misleading. I think. Yeah. I think, I think you are probably right, but I think when you're looking at a theatre that is as dark as that. Um, because always with the you know when they used to have Tarzan there, it, the theatre then reminded me a little bit of the Indiana Jones stunt show. Yeah, in that you were fully covered and out of the yeah. elements, but um, you know it wasn't a fully built building. Yeah, you know there was a roof and there was a gap and there were walls, so you know you you could hear the rain outside or you could see what where it was like. Um, whilst those theatres are proper they're like sound stages aren't they really yeah so i think it's harder because they're so dark to really judge the scale properly yeah um but i think you're probably right I, I, it probably has got smaller uh capacity but uh i mean look if you're not going to have parades and you, if you're not going to have firework shows i can't see yeah. how you could uh, justify doing a show in a theater no. um, whatever they end up doing it's going to be a diluted version of what they did last year yeah definitely you know and and i didn't i was annoyed i didn't get to see it last year because i was only there for for 24 hours i didn't get the chance to get in and see it last year so mm. annoying but i got to see it online when they they posted it didn't they yep yep so. and that was that was good when they were doing all of that stuff at the beginning of lockdown yeah. um you know it was it was nice to see some of those shows in you know well recorded um not to say that Joe Bloggs down the road with his iPhone or iPad that insists on putting over headphones head didn't get a good video no. uh, of of whatever it was they were recording, but you know this was their professional yeah. stuff, so it is obviously going to be better. Um, yeah, so that's good. Uh, we kind of touched on it as well slightly uh, when I kind of talked about cases, big cues at cases because you know a lot of places haven't reopened yet, so yeah. there are. Um, fewer places for you to to eat. Um, I think the shops are pretty much open though. Yeah, it looks like it from what I'm seeing. Uh, the Emporium's definitely open. Um, they've got sales on at the moment as well. I know, I know, crazy, crazy, really. But I suppose um, they have. Isn't there? Isn't there some kind of like rule or something where they can only have sales twice a year? Yeah, I believe so. That's why they make such a fuss about it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. they've got 70% off Pandora charms. What? <laughs> yeah, some of them, like, 45 euro ones, but down to, like, 17 euros. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, it always... Yeah. And I, I wish I knew exactly when they were, because I probably would plan a holiday at that yeah. time. I did see um, there, there was a Kevin and Jody 
Mickey Mouse statue, which I think may have been for the 90th anniversary. I can't remember. Yeah, that that makes sense because they've been working around yeah those periods. So yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was really nice. It was like an old fashioned Mickey Mouse statue, and I think it was a about 120 euros maybe or something and it was effectively half price um because they had some on the disney store website as well but um just didn't have the plate like somewhere nice to put it yeah i knew i'd just buy it and eventually one day get somewhere to put it i thought it's not really fair um so i I didn't go for it but um yes the stuff like that is great when when they're in the sales. Yeah, the one thing that's been pointed out to me that I've had my eye on for ages and they never seem to have it was the uh, Mickey and Minnie Bert and Mary statues on the the carousel horses. Mm. Apparently they're back in stock. Yeah. Uh, DLRP fans, uh, he managed to pick one up. He's got that in his in his studio now when, when he's editing videos it's sat in front of him so i'm hoping they've got some left in september yeah it's, it's always hard i mean I, I i don't know if i've told the story on here before but um when when the studios first opened in 2001 was it 2002 must have been 2002 um god you'd have thought i'd remember that but here you go um but because they then had the partner statue yeah. in the studios, they started to sell the, the small version of that. Yeah. And I saw it when I was there and, you know, it must've been about hundred euros or something, maybe a bit more. And I really wanted it, but I kind of talked myself out of it because it was a lot of money. And I, you know, I was only a poor student. I didn't have a lot of money. So it was going to be a, a big chunk of change for me. And uh, I regretted it. And then every time I went back afterwards, they never had them anywhere. And when the, first, when the studios first opened, you could get them, you know, in the studios, in uh, the Emporium on Main Street. I think one of the carts uh, in the arcade sold them as well. Like, you saw them everywhere. Yeah, I remember now seeing them on the, on the carts. Yeah, and I, and I just never... And also, as well, they were... I remember there being like a, a white version that almost looked like it was carved out of marble yeah. rather than bronze. But I, I I just wanted one and I was gutted I could never get one. And then the first one went to Disney World, they had them. But everywhere that had them, I only had the display one. So yeah. I didn't have a box or anything like that and re- refused to sell it. And I think it was like the last few days we were there, I found one in some weird shop in Animal Kingdom. And I was so relieved. <laughs> I finally got it. Um, but the reason I say that is because the, the problem is with stuff like that is if you're arguing about mm, it's a bit much, it's a bit much, what I often find is if you don't get it, then you'll regret it. Yeah, and I, I'm the same. For, for ages, I'd wanted the, um, the Grim Grinning Ghosts, the Hitchhiking Ghosts um, outside the, the gates of either Haunted Mansion or Phantom Manor, depending on which It which was one. the uh, Traditions, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw it once in the Disney Gallery. And I was kind of like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it this time. I've never seen it since. <laughs> not once. I even tried in Florida. They didn't have it in the Haunted Mansion shop in Florida either. <laughs> I, and ever since, I've never seen it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Emporiums had them. 
yeah, I'm sure they have at times, but um, yeah, just no. I would have say recently as well. Probably, yeah. They they do get them in, but every time I go in, they haven't got them. Yeah, that's my my top advice to anybody that wants things like that. Um, obviously, the Emporium is my preferred place to get them. If I, you know, I don't I, I don't know about you, but there are certain shops that I just would rather buy something in for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Just that I like the shop that it's in. Um, but my two favourite places to go, for, for, especially for statues and, that, and those kind of things, actually my three, is, uh, other than the Emporium, is uh, the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. The shop up there. It's got a big... They have the stuff all behind the, the till. Well, they and also they've have got the, the glass outside. case outside, yeah. Big case outside. And, and often you see things in there that you don't even find in the Emporium as well. Yeah. So that's a good spot. And I, th- I don't, I think because it's in the hotel, I mean, God, I went, I was going to Disneyland Paris for, God, about 15 years, maybe 20 years before I first went into the Disneyland hotel. Yeah. Or any other hotel. I just didn't, I never even considered I'd be allowed in there, not because of my, uh, my social status of being <laughs> working class, but um, because I don't know, I just, I just thought, you could only go in if you was a hotel guest and never thought yeah. about it really. Um, but so I think sometimes people don't go into hotels for that reason, really. Um, you know, maybe they're, they're not as, well, hopefully people are more smart than me, but if they're not, maybe they haven't, but that's a good spot. Um, also the same for uh, Newport Bay. Yeah. They've got, um, they've got normally a, a similar kind of collection. But they did. I've not been in the shop since they redid it. Because oh, the shop moved. Oh. When they did the refurb. Because for a while, where the shop was, they turned it into a bar. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure what it's like in there now. When was the refurb finished? Um, It was... When did I last go with the family? 2000 and... It would have been early 2018. So we went in since it's been finished. Oh yeah, when no, we went to the race weekend. That's what I thought. Yeah, I yeah. thought we had because I thought that's why your friend stayed there. Yeah. One of the reasons was because it had just been refurbished. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they still. I'm sure they still had the cabinet then. I'm sure they did. Um, but anyway, take your chance on that. Um, yeah. And the other place as well, although it's it's a much smaller selection, but it is that um, first shop as you walk into uh, the studios yeah. before on you get to the sound stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, that also. It has a much smaller selection than those other places, but they often also have uh, pieces that are harder to find. Yeah. So if you're looking for a piece like that um, and, you know, you go to one of the shops and it, you know, it doesn't have it, um, then, then try one of those. And obviously goes without saying the Disney gallery as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I find those are, you've got a better chance of finding it, like in one of those places because less people tend to go there yeah. for them so yeah but i won't now they've heard this episode said it publicly now they're going to get swamped yeah i did get my um i've got the organ player from the from phantom manor and haunted mansion i got that in harrington's and they they can be quite good sometimes they don't have as many they tend to sell out quite quickly in there they don't tend to hold much stock, I no. find. 
I suppose you tend to find that they've got one and that's it. Yeah. And then as soon as that's gone, it's gone out of the, the case as well. Like I went in there last year and they'd got the the Alice in Wonderland tradition, the one in the the ride the vehicle, ride vehicle yep. from Disneyland. Yeah. And I went back the next day and I was literally only there for twenty four hours and it was gone. The one in the case had gone. So that just shows you how quickly they they run out. Yeah, because I was I was surprised when I bought that uh Carlinelli statue. Yeah. Um, you know, they had they released they released two at the same time. There was three in the series. Yeah. They did one that was the house, wasn't it, in like a dome. Yeah. Um, and they had the Carlinelli statue and then they had some tiki cups. Yeah. And I know the I remember the house didn't get released till later on because I was debating which one to get of those two. I wasn't interested in the tiki cups as much. Um and I really liked the house, but it wasn't there, so it hadn't come out yet. Um but I remember asking if if um they had any and they said yeah and uh, it wasn't the display one they did get me one out and it was the box is massive the box is absolutely yeah. massive and um i was surprised that they had more than one because of it <laughs> so i thought they yeah. came, i know they don't have a lot of storage and those were taking up a lot of real estate um but uh yeah yeah you, you, you've got to be lucky but the the, the moral here is Always you buy something so when you say it. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, look, you're, you're going to kick yourself a little bit if it does go in the sale, right? Yeah. Because everyone loves saving money, but the chances are that you've got to be very, very lucky for something uh, like that to to go in yeah. the sale when you're there. So, yeah, just, just just if you want it, buy it. That's that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, now we're going to talk in a little bit about the. Um, well, we're going to do Adventureland, Frontierland, yeah. even. Frontierland, uh, that's exactly yeah. what that's I did last time. Yep, 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 yep. And I was looking at it as well. In my in my mind's eye, I was looking at Frontierland. I could see Big Thunder Mountain, and I still said Adventureland like a chump. Um, but we're going to look into uh, that area in a second. But before we do that, we did get a question the other day from uh, Jamie Crampton on Twitter. So thank you very much, Jamie. Um, and he said, um, I won't read out the, the positive stuff because that just sounds egotistical, right? But we appreciate it. Um, but he said, one thing I'd like to know is why DLP doesn't have much ride merch in their shops and why most shops are generic and whether you would like to move away from generic shops. So, I mean, obviously, it's hard for us to answer that question because we don't work for Disneyland Paris merchandising. Yeah. And in fact, the person that did work for Disneyland Paris merchandising isn't anymore. Yeah. She's just been let go. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I blame those uh, Star Wars t-shirts from last year where they just they gave somebody a printer and some t-shirt transfer paper and said, make some t-shirts. We'll sell them <laughs> for 20 euros. God, they were awful. Um, but um, yeah, so, so attractions. I've, I've got a little theory that I'm going to throw out as to why I don't think there's more ride attraction t-shirts in DLP. And I think it's because the number of attractions they have that are kind of unique. So what I mean by that is take Phantom Manor, yep. for example. Now, it is, it's obviously our version of the Haunted Mansion, 
but because yeah. it's not the haunted mansion it means you're just making it for that yeah now like big thunder mountain even though like the merchandise is different like the, the t-shirts we get for big thunder mountain and that is one of the rides that you do tend to get t-shirts for i was gonna say you've mentioned the two that probably has the most merchandise out of any attractions in the in the parks yeah but, you don't, but, but i'd still say that you don't get much no and you know i think especially with like phantom Manor, because you can't sell that t-shirt in an american park because the ride the name of the attraction is different you know maybe that's 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 part of the reason um i mean big thunder mountain i remember getting my son a shirt from there i think when we went to i think it was when we did the run weekend yeah i got him a t-shirt and when we, when did we do that was it 2018 yeah and then i was back there the next year and they still had the exact same t-shirts more than a year on yeah as well and it wasn't because they they obviously were selling but they just hadn't done it and and to me it seemed you know you normally see new merchandise fairly often yeah i'd say probably once a year you'll probably get like a new um tower terror t-shirt or something in the states yeah. or haunted mansion especially you always get new haunted mansion stuff but they don't seem to change things up no. very often do they um i'm trying to think i mean one that I've, I've never understood why have they i've never seen a hyperspace mountain t-shirt no i don't think i have they have got some merchandise for it in the in the ride shop because the obviously the the shop's fairly new um but yeah they don't hey, wait hang on what what shop's fairly new the one at the end of oh the, sorry the one in star tours oh I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah yeah the star tours one's got stuff for all of the attractions in there yeah yeah um yeah. but yeah as you say i don't think there's any hyperspace mountain t-shirts but again i wonder whether that's because they didn't think they were going to keep it yeah but then i I'd, I'd say you didn't get much for space mountain either no you got you, you got the odd thing but you didn't really get much for that um no filler magic stuff no. either um which is a bit of a surprise because they've they've already produced merchandise for other parks um parts of the caribbean now um, i seem to remember that did have quite a bit for a while and now yeah. it's gone really generic again yeah yeah and there's a lot of Jack Skellington stuff in that shop as well. Awful lot of Jack Skellington stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that was a shop that I saw the um, the door hanger. Yeah. You know the uh, the door garland or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, that was like the monster from the film that I really. For a while they were selling Jack Skellington um, Converse boots in there as well. Oh, they had t-shirts, hoodies. Yeah. Uh, statues. Yeah, all sorts. It, it seemed like a Pirates of the Caribbean at yeah. Night Before Christmas shop. Um, it, at, one, of, one of the ones that does break the mould is Indiana Jones. That's always yep. had merchandise. Yeah. I can't say I've ever been a massive fan of it, but they've always got, had merchandise for it. I've got a Raglan um, Indiana Jones t-shirt that i had my eye on for ages and again as you say it's still there 
even now, I bought this, I think I bought that the year before we went to race weekend. Um, I, I remember you buying something from the Indiana Jones. Maybe it was the year we went then. Yeah, I think it might have been because you were after it and we were looking for it for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we might have found it in the Curious Giraffe shop. Yeah. Um, so, and it's still there. there now. Yeah. And that's what I mean. They just, they, they seem to hang on to stuff for far too long. Yeah. And either make less of it if that's what it is, or just stop overmaking it, you know, stop, stop ordering more of it. Just, just come yeah. up with something new. Exactly. Because you've seen with like the spirit jerseys, like all the spirit jerseys, other than obviously the traditional black and white. Yeah. You know, when you get like the Arendelle, Aqua, or when we got the, um, I don't know what the Beauty and the Beast one was called, but the, yeah, it was like, the rose, the rose gold kind of yeah. uh, one that they had. Um, and they've got a new one now as well. I've just seen in some some pictures and some vlogs. Um, another, it's like um, kind of like a peach color. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's what it's from, but yeah, they've they've got that in stock at the moment as well. Okay. But you know, but, but do you know what I mean? Like they they change those up. Yeah. Other than the black and white one, the other ones change. Yeah. They have them for periods and then they go and then they replace it with a different color. And I know we're just talking about the color of garments. Really, I know the lettering yeah. is sometimes different and whatever, but do you know what I mean? It just, it just means that you're more likely to buy it. Yeah, you know. And I, I think um, we've talked about this as well with the spirit jerseys that we don't. Most of them aren't specific to Disneyland Paris. Obviously, we had the the French stripe, the French flag one um, at the beginning of this year, um, but that's it. That's been specific for Disneyland Paris. Other. Obviously, we had the black one to start with, and they all they all do say Disneyland Paris on them, but there's been nothing that's been their own. Yeah, well, there's a difference between it's it's something having Disneyland Paris written on it, yeah, and something being created for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because all of those the black and white spirit jerseys match. Yeah, you know, it's the exact same design, only the the wording is different. Yeah, on it, that's it. Um, and yeah, that. They, they, they really should. And they used to do a lot of exclusive stuff. Like I remember I got a really good stitch. I've still got it. Um, obviously lockdown has meant that I'm in no condition to wear it. Um, and probably the last few years haven't helped that either. But um, I've got a really nice stitch t-shirt, which was made for Disneyland Paris. Um, it was a design that was only there. And uh, I remember years years ago now, I got a... Aliens from Toy Story one, yeah. where it was the claw, and at the bottom of the T-shirt was a bunch of aliens. Yeah, um, see that is, it's that stuff that I love. I the first time I went to Walt Disney World, I picked up a Toy Story T-shirt, um, but it was Mr. Potato Head, and he was in all different bits mm-hmm. across it. And it it was something. To be fair, the the slogan on it was you could have read more into it. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um. But there was there was some innuendo to it, right? Which was completely not Disney. <laughs> but I got it in Hollywood Studios, and it's stuff like that that's that's different. You can't find in a shop, even with Disneyland Paris when they do like the Marvel stuff when it's it's come to the season. They've been generic T-shirts and they've just put a Disneyland Paris stamp over the top of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's not said anything about the season or anything on it. No, it's it's. I mean, there was one T-shirt. I remember uh, there was one T-shirt for that season that said 
season of superheroes. Yeah. I remember it being quite naff because mm. I kind of wanted it because it was for that season, but then I just didn't like the the actual design of it. So what's the point? If you don't yeah. you're not in love with the design, you can't buy something just because it says no. it's for it's for an event. Um but I mean there's but also on the on the flip side of that, there's a lot of attractions that have been there that they've never made merchandise for. Like I've never seen any t-shirts or anything for Alice's Curious Labyrinth. That's been there since day one. I don't think I've I, I remember buying a small world t-shirt a couple of years ago and that was the first time i'd seen small world merchandise there but again it's crazy it's, just, it's ridiculous because half the park hasn't got shops anywhere near it and small world's one of them yeah you have to go all the way back to the castle till you find the shop yeah well i think i want to say that the princess pavilion used to be the exit to small world yeah because I remember when when uh, you used to get off at Small World, you used to walk through a building, and it was because it used to be sponsored by France Telecom, and there was like loads of like interactive bits to do as you went through. And I'm sure yeah. that's that's where that used to that used to be. Um, but yeah, I mean they could have they could have turned that into a Small World shop once that sponsorship finished. It's not like they've got not got so, got space over that side. No, to put something in. No, and I mean you know. Snow White, Scary Adventure, Pinocchio, Peter Pan. Never seen any merchandise for those. No, but at least they're they're kind of within fifty yards of the shops at the back of the the castle. That's not as bad. But Small World being over in that corner by itself. I was talking about it the other day actually to my wife about the the fact that there's literally nothing on that opposite side. You've got like uh, the ice cream parlor, um, Bella Nosse. And then it's just nothing. It is empty space. Not even tangled toilets. No. And it's like, why have you got all this space when there's quite clearly stuff that's missing? Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, even though there's not a shop, why isn't there more small world merchandise? Yeah. It's, it's, kids love it. Kids love th- that ride. And this is why these, these small businesses are cashing in and mm. doing so well. Because they're doing the things that, that Disney don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember so, uh, again. I kind of we talked about spirit jerseys or Mickey waffles, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Mickey waffles again because let's be honest, it's part of the Arthur Network, much like this yeah. show. Um, but we were talking about spirit jerseys, and I uh, we we because I I forgot this is how crazy this year has been, right? I forgot we were supposed to get a retro Euro Disney '92 yeah. range this year. Yeah, like it just. It just hasn't happened, right? Because um, I said, like, that would be a spirit jersey that I'd like to have had is one with Euro Disney on it, the old logo. And I remember before, it was even just before or as Disneyland Paris started selling spirit jerseys because they were slow on the uptake, yeah. that there was somebody who had a store that was selling Euro Disney spirit jerseys. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that put me off was they cost as much as the official spirit jerseys, pretty much. And I was worried about what the quality might be like. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, and I'd wish I'd, if I'd, if I'd have seen one uh, in person, I probably would have bought one, but I yeah. didn't. So I didn't take, uh, I didn't take a punt. Um, but, you know, even stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot, I mean, not, Euro Disney was obviously a, a bad time 
for the parks, but it's also almost 25 years ago. Yeah. That that changed. And they stopped calling it that and they called it Disneyland Paris. Um and, and you know, tried to forget about it. But there's a lot of people now that are, you know, our age that knew it as Euro Disney, that loved it as Euro Disney, taking, you know, we didn't care that the park was on the verge of bankruptcy. Honestly, until I, I started going, yeah, until I started actually going, as far as I was concerned, it was still called Euro Disney. Yeah. Because until that's... I actually started looking into it and found that they'd actually changed the name over the years, as far as I was concerned, it still was Euro Disney. And let's be honest, do you think people don't call it Euro Disney now? Of course they do. Yeah. How many how many times do you see people in groups going, oh, I'm just looking to book my first trip to Disneyland Paris? Uh, sorry, to, to Euro Disney. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's the beginner's first tips? My first tip is uh, it's not <laughs> That's not right, no. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to find your way there <laughs> if you call it that. No. Um, but do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you can... And I think that's why people are getting really hyped about it was because... There is a lot of love and nostalgia for that name and and that logo, yeah, um, and and the things that they used to do. Like I, I, very fond memories of it, and um, you know that's the kind of stuff that they should be doing, I think. Yeah. Um, especially now, like it, it, it's a lot more successful now than it than it was, yeah. And it, it you know, even the last, you know, fifteen years, it's it's probably. Uh, been better than, than it had been before that. Yeah, yeah. to be honest, the, the last 15 years, it's been ticking over it. It's not like it was in bad shape. It was only in bad shape because of what had come before. It's been, it's been working its way back to being something resembling a, a decent company for, for a long time. Yeah. So I think, I think now's the time uh, to, to pull the trigger on that kind of stuff. Um, but to go back to the question, um, if anyone uh, is listening to this that is taking over the role of merchandising at Disneyland Paris, um, why don't you just do some more Disneyland Paris exclusive merchandise? Why don't you do some of the things, some of the attractions that only we've got? I mean, yes, there are less of them now. Um, but you know, you know what? They could take a leaf out of Universal's book. Yeah. Right now. I mean, Universal... Retro, retro stuff, yeah. It, it, it's the 30th anniversary. Obviously, uh, it's 28th anniversary uh, for Disneyland Paris this year. But Universal's 30th anniversary, they've done a whole range of retro T-shirts, jumpers, bum bags, slash fanny packs, um, you know, denim jackets, face masks with the old logo on, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, we've gone mad for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we it's one of the, the things that we're going to miss this year. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to miss more. Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> or not being able to buy the retro merchandise. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they, they've done that and it's very popular and it's setting out. If they yeah. turned around and said, we are going to do a retro range and we are going to do a uh, Le Visionarium t-shirt and we're going to do uh, a Space Mountain spirit jersey like the original from the earth to the moon um with the, the original logo and stuff i would be all over that and, and i yeah. wouldn't be alone you you know i know you would love that and yeah. there are you know thousands of people that would be all in on a range like that so um get to it you've got a lot of history um stop turning your back on it um do some stuff of of former attractions and also 
do just do some more stuff on the tractions you've got now. Like, yeah. why have they never done a Phantom Manor poster T-shirt? Yeah, I'm looking at it. You know, I've got I've got that as a as a poster print that we got on the um, the on demand thing yeah. from the gallery. Right, it's hanging up my wall. It's beautiful. Like, it's such a clever piece of yeah. design. You just, uh, you just have to look at how popular those poster packs are. Yeah. That have got the multiple ones or the calendars that they do every yeah. year. That they, yeah. they go like that. Yeah. Um, and they continue to do them every year. And that's one of those things that you look at and you go, I can understand why you do that every year because of how good they are. But think a bit bigger than that is what they need to do. And also as well, like they've got the they've got the t-shirt printing yeah. now, haven't they? In the village, yeah. So they could quite, you know, even if they just wanted to do it on demand, just do a range of that. Yeah. If you, you know, but that's the last resort. Really, just do a proper range and have done with it. It will sell. Yeah. It will sell like hotcakes. You will have to reorder that stuff, and that will also sell out. Yeah. So focus on that rather than what you're doing now. Yeah, and and the fact that Shop Disney in the UK now seems to be getting more stuff from Disneyland than we are from Disneyland Paris. Yes, yeah. it's starting to become a bit ridiculous. So so bizarre. Um, yeah. So that that that's what I wanted to say on that. Was there anything you wanted to write? No, I I completely agree. I've I've moaned for a long time that we we don't get Disneyland Paris specific stuff. We talk about the spirit jerseys all the time. Oh, when are we going to get this one? Oh, we're not. Um, whereas you look at the US parks, they've got bride-specific ones, there's Haunted Mansion ones, there's Pirates of the Caribbean ones, all sorts of things. We get none of that. No. And it's it, it's sad, because we are trying to make this... Obviously, we can't affect it that much, but we are trying to make it something as good as what the US parks are. I think it deserves it. It's It's a beautiful park. And just doesn't seem to get the love and attention that it, it deserves in, in some ways. And this is one of them. I don't yeah. think they, they look into it hard enough. No. No, you'd like to think now that it's, it's under the ownership that that kind of thing will, yeah. will change. Um, I suppose time will tell. But I, I, I really would like to, I, I agree, I, I would really like to see more stuff like that, more stuff that's unique. Yeah. Uh, and about about the park than than what we get now. Um, yeah, they could do so much more. Yeah, definitely. Right, should we look at uh, Tomorrowland? I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I just I thought no, I can't I can't shoehorn them all in. Um, but yeah, to kind of carry on at the the look at the the different areas of the park, um, we've done Main Street. And uh, we said we'd, we'd kind of start looking at the actual lands themselves. So we thought we'd go around in a, in a clockwise direction. And, uh, you know, this episode, we would have a look at uh, Frontierland. Yeah. So uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the shops? Do we want to start with the eateries? Uh, I think we'd probably come to the eateries first um, as we come into the land, if we're going to do it clockwise sure um because there's quite a few amazingly there's three restaurants all in a row as you walk in mm. yeah which <laughs> i've always found is a, is a little bit strange um 
and we were talking about this beforehand and the fact that you'll probably find that only one of them is open at any given time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they, uh, they're like they are. But it does seem to be probably the worst affected land for closed restaurants. I would say yeah. very, very closely followed by Adventureland. Yeah. That also has similar seasonal problems where you know this location is is currently closed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Frontierland definitely uh, has its fair share of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've tried two of them. I have been into two of them. Um, of these ones. So the 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 first one's the Lucky Nugget Saloon, which is it's kind of their their version of the Golden Horseshoe as okay. such, where they've got um, they have the opportunity to put on shows in there, which okay, they currently yeah. are. Well, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, I don't know how long now it, it had been like that, but um, they had had a Toy Story puppet show. Yeah. Hadn't they? Um, and it must be a good three, four years, if not longer. Yeah, they've been doing that show it, for quite a while. I think it was it was definitely on when I we went as a family. So that was that was just before we went together. Okay. Um. So that was the June, and we went in the September. Uh, I think. Or no, it might have been just afterwards. I can't remember now. They all blend into one now. But it was around the same time. Um. And we went in there and we didn't see the show, but it seemed to only be on at a certain time. We went late. It seemed to be an early afternoon thing at that point. I think it's I think it's on at various times. Yeah. I don't think it's just on like once, but yeah, yeah I think it's one of those things that you have to be in there at the right time just to mm. see it. Yeah, but at the moment, I think, I'm not sure. I think it's a Mickey and Minnie show that's um, on in there at the moment. Mickey's definitely involved. Pluto, uh, I'm almost certain, was involved as well. I just saw a couple of photos from it. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure about Minnie, but you would expect Minnie would be yeah. involved as well. But it was kind of obviously uh, th- themed to the the area. So yeah. uh, a more Western look for Mickey than the traditional, um, yeah. you know, tux or, yeah. you know, magician look that he might have um but yeah and what was the uh, was it just a standard kind of restaurant so you had like a choice of um different entrees at different prices yeah yeah i did to be honest i didn't think it was great um the service wasn't particularly great we asked certain things and got something different and wasn't particularly quick and it was just pretty plain fair to be honest it was chicken and stuff like that. It's it wasn't anything outrageous, and for the price, um, I didn't think it was brilliant. And and we'll talk about another restaurant that serves the same kind of thing later on that I thought was much better. Okay, um, I mean it's obviously because of the the change now um, with regards to what they're doing, uh, they have also changed. How they're they're serving the food. So on selling the food. So before you you know could choose various different things. Now it's almost like a set menu. Yeah. So the price is forty nine euros. Um, the starter is 
salad with red beans, tomatoes, onions, avocado, peppers, coriander, and tortilla chips. Uh, the main course is smoked chicken, spare ribs of barbecue sauce, and grilled pork sausage, potatoes, grilled corn, and cornbread. I'm sure they serve that somewhere else. Um, there is uh, a vegan option. They have vegan chili, potatoes, grilled corn, and cornbread. And little side note, it says here, suitable for vegetarians. <laughs> which is good, I suppose, as it's yeah. vegan. Um, and then uh, dessert, you get uh, vanilla-flavoured ice cream, uh, a nut brownie, and chocolate hazelnut sauce. Uh, the kids' menu is pretty much the same salad, but without beans. That's weird. Uh, no beans, no onion. Uh, they replace the beans and the onions with uh, lettuce. Mm. Or crunchy salad, it says, but I'm, I'm guessing that's iceberg lettuce. Uh, main course is cheeseburger and potatoes. So, uh, tough luck if your kid's a vegetarian. Yeah. As mine's just decided she's going to be, apparently. Um, and vanilla-flavoured ice cream and chocolate sauce. It always worries me when I see something like vanilla and the other one is chocolate, you see this with quite a lot, where it says, like, vanilla-flavoured ice cream, chocolate-flavoured ice cream. <laughs> just, hasn't got those things in it, yeah, has it? Yeah, just, just use the ingredients. How about yeah. that? Um, so, yeah, and those meals come with uh, either uh, a cold fountain drink, I guess it's just as a, a cold drink, uh, or mineral water. So uh, I'm guessing that's your standard kind of uh, Coke yeah uh and, and fizzy drinks or bottle of water orange juice uh sell wine as well and then you know if you want more drinks then you pay for those uh on top oh, four euros nine for a glass of coke mm. wowzers um yeah anyway so that's that's the uh that's the lucky nugget anyway yeah yeah so then we move next door to basically a similar situation um food wise there's not much different here we've eaten here again it was ribs chicken sausages <laughs> it didn't feel much different other it, than the fact that you're sitting outside yeah it almost i think because of the location and everything like i just don't know why they didn't just make one big restaurant yeah you've got to really? assume they're probably using the same kitchen yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this this is uh, closed at the moment. Yeah. So going back to what we were saying earlier, um, you know, th this is one of the locations that is currently closed. So there is a menu here. Um, whether this will be the menu when it reopens, I don't know. I mean, that that menu, of all the places that have reopened, because most of them have had to change their menus for various reasons. Yeah. Um, anyone that's open right now has an update uh, menu on the website which is very unique <laughs> sometimes the menus can be hilariously out of date this one doesn't have a date of when it was uh when it was uh, first put on here so i don't know but certainly um this this looks more like what i remember the lucky nugget being which yeah. is you've got you know some some set menus um yeah. but you've also got things that you can buy separately so you can you know there's a range of starters there's a range of main courses like about 10 different main courses um a few different desserts as well so it's it's more a la carte but yeah interestingly food. the the one that i'm looking at 
seems to have shrunk it right down hmm. to chicken wings, chicken bites, vegan chili, nachos and cheddar, and a salad, a couple of salads. Hmm. So that's interesting. Very much so. That that so could be that could be what um, they're going to do when they reopen. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like that's been shrunk down compared to what I remember being. I mean, I will say there's there's not much for vegetarians uh, to no. eat at Disney in, in at the best of times, but um, that vegan chili is so good. If that was the only option, I'd be fine. Yeah, I could eat that two times a day, no problem. It's good. Um, okay, that's that's interesting. So I'd be it'd be interesting to see what happens when it does reopen yeah um and that's the thing like at, at, the, at this moment we we just don't know no um, and again it could be that they're just slowly building out like we talked about earlier like the I, capacity it could well be that as they add more people they'll add more restaurants they're gonna have to at the end of the day you can't i mean just just looking at the list now how many places have we got open so on main street we've got cable car cases Cookie Kitchen, that place that never existed, uh, Market House Deli, Plaza Gardens, Gibson Girls, Ice Cream, Victoria's Homestyle. So nearly everywhere there is open. Yeah. Uh, nearly every, well, actually, yeah, in Discoveryland, Cafe Hyperion's open and cool station, so that's everything there. You, you, you're never going to close Cafe Hyperion, are you? No. I um, don't think that'll ever get a refurb. Most, most of Adventureland looks open, actually, uh, which that's is interesting. Good. Um, Fantasyland is pretty much shut. Yeah, and they haven't got loads anyway. No, so that's that's even that's even stranger. Especially you've got yeah. those restaurants together at the back. Um, yeah, that is that is strange. So, um, yeah, you know, th- th- there's just not many places to eat in Fantasyland. I-, I think there's enough places to eat. You know, normally, yeah. That having only one place open right now is. Yeah, that, that, that can't last if they're going to no. uh, start building that back up again. Yeah. So anyway, Silver's back. Yeah, so one more left on, on this side. Uh, as you head towards Phantom Manor, uh, Silver, Silver Spur Steakhouse pretty much says what it is on the tin. Yeah. Right for you there, it's a steakhouse. Um, I've never been in there. I thought it was quite expensive when I've looked at the menus previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for what it is, again, it's currently closed. Um, probably the one that they could leave closed for longer than any of them. Um, it has got a proper menu on it. Um, uh, you know what? I looked at the wrong one. I got I got them the wrong way around. So yeah, the last chance cafe is what you said. Yeah, the chicken wings. Uh, yeah, I was looking at silver silver spur. Yeah, so I'm surprised that the menu's so small on yeah. uh, Last Chance Cafe. Actually, yeah, I think that it definitely wasn't that small the last time I went past it. That's that's been shrunk recently. Now, that says Disney July 2020. There you go. So that is the up to date menu. So just to go through that again properly, <laughs> Last Chance Cafe, Chicken Wings, Crispy Chicken Bites, Vegan Chili, Chili French Fries, Nachos and Cheese, Vegetable Salad and Cereals, everyone's favourite, uh, Chicken Salad. Interestingly, the Vegan Chili doesn't say it's suitable for vegetarians. Go figure. <laughs> um, 
uh, a few ice creams, uh, a few drinks. This sounds to me, this menu to me looks more like a um, a takeaway. Yeah. That, that could well be what it is because the seating area outside isn't massive. Mm. So social distancing would be quite difficult. Mm. So I'm wondering whether that is what the plan is going to be once they reopen that you will have to take your food somewhere else. Yeah, so so Last Chance Cafe, reasonably priced grub. Yeah. Silver Spur, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Spur is ridiculously expensive. Um, kids, kids' menu is 19 euros, 18.99. Yep. Um, you get a starter, main course, dessert and drink. Drinks, what you'd expect, water, orange and apple juice or milk. Um, then you get so you've got check menu, fresh sweet corn salad, pasta with tomato and basil sauce, fruit salad, and water, or tomato velout, uh, the silver spur burger, and vanilla flavored sundae, chocolate sauce. So you that's weird. That doesn't say anything about a drink, but I guess you just pick what you want on that one. Then you've got a premium children's menu oh it, the drinks at the top yeah it's right at the top it's water vitel minute made orange or apple juice or milk yeah and then you've got the premium menu for children which is 33 euros 32.99 mm. again pretty much get the same amount of food and um, but your options this time on the premium check menu is chicken caesar salad Roast chicken fillet, fruit salad, fruit salad with almond pesto, and again water or prawn salad, cheeseburger, vanilla flavored sundae, or a yogurt with your drink on you, there. You could have said fromage blanc. <laughs> I could have done, but <laughs> I, I had to think about what it was for a minute. I was like, I know, fromage. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't, couldn't I think, get it out. I think from I always think of uh, fromage as being cheese. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought as well. That's yeah. what was confusing me. Yeah. Um, then you've got the sheriff's menu. So onto the adults menu, you can have starter and main course for thirty two ninety nine, all the starter main course and dessert. But these, there's no drinks included, and that's that's thirty eight ninety nine. Wow. Um. That's prawn salad or chicken Caesar salad or the seasonal soup for your starters. Tomato. Ma yeah. Always tomato. Main, main, main courses are Angus beef plank steak, Scottish salmon crumble or the vegetarian burger. There you go. There's a different option, Nick. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if that's the one I had before. All I remember when I had a vegetarian burger there before was it started breaking apart as I was eating it. It was the, <laughs> the biggest mess I've ever had in my life. And then your desserts are the Big Thunder Cake. So at least they're theming their food yeah. to attractions. Hey, I tell you what, Oreo cake, custard and caramel sauce. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Again, the vanilla flavoured sundae. Yep. And fruit salad with almond pesto again. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I like pesto. I like almond. I, you know, I, I don't mind fruit. That combination just sounds weird. Yeah. And then the top of the range, you've got the Cowboys menu, which again is starter main course and dessert, no drink included. 
So your starters are the Cobb salad, uh, beef capaccio and with chopped almond, uh, chopped hazelnuts, uh, char grilled bread with marinated vegetables. That's that doesn't sound particularly appetising. Beef carpaccio wasn't that a song that Justin Bieber sung? <laughs> Beef carpaccio. I'm sorry. Main main courses are grilled. I can't even say it. Char Yeah. Beef fillet. Uh, marinated spatchcock. Yellow spring chicken. <laughs> Whatever a spatchcock is. It's a little chicken. Isn't it a spatchcock? <laughs> um, Roast gambas with Cajun spices. Oh, uh, no. Spatchcock. That's where you essentially like butterfly chicken. Ah, uh, okay. So think of like your Nando's, but yeah. you'd have a whole chicken. Yeah. Flattened. And then, yeah. then you get to pick whatever dessert you want. Ooh, a la carte. It's a la carte. And the list are, it's over to the side. We've got vanilla flavoured sundae. Ooh. What a surprise there. Um, there's some more that are named after attractions. So we've got the Kentucky Cream Brulee, which is bourbon cream. The Big Thunder Cake again. The Blueberry Cobbler. Molly Brown's Lemon Pie. Fruit salad with almond pesto or coffee or tea with a selection of miniature desserts. Yes. And 35 quid if you want a birthday cake. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is the same everywhere. Yeah. And it's not even a birthday cake. No, it's not. Um, it's like a bit of monge. <laughs> just that word. Um, yeah, so obviously I, I got it mixed up. So while I was referenced, what I referenced before was the same, um, as I said. So there, there are a selection of, of um, starters. There are a selection of main courses and there are a selection of desserts. You can, you can have any of those things uh, individually, yeah. but obviously um, it might be cheaper. I mean, the, the grilled Charlet beef fillet is thirty four ninety nine alone? Yeah, and that was on the so, forty three ninety nine menu. Yeah, so, so only seven euros more. You get a dessert and a starter. Yeah, so you know that that's that's something to consider. So and the desserts all start at the lowest is eleven euros. Jesus, I mean, yeah, those those desserts are horrendously priced. That's main course prices. What the hell? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've never been in here. I've no. never. I to me. I wouldn't go to a theme park and eat that food. Now, what when I say that, like you, you've got California Grill, right? Yeah. And that's in the Disneyland Hotel. And you've got yeah. Waltz, which has, a, you know, that same kind of uh, type of food, but it's on Main Street. This yeah. is actually in a land surrounded by rides. Do you know, I, there's just something about it that just, it, it wouldn't be. Yeah. I wouldn't expect to pay those prices uh, in in a proper theme park land. It's, it's never it's never grabbed me. No, I know it sounds really stupid, and I think you know if you was on a premium dining plan, then you probably would do this. Yeah, because you want to get you know as much bang for your buck. But yeah, I, I to me, this is too much sitting down when I could be going on Big Thunder Mountain again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'd much rather eat one of the other places and, and have a quick meal. I yeah. mean, if you're having this, that's going to be, what, a good hour and a half? 
two hours. I would have thought probably. so. By the time they've served you and everything. Yeah, uh, it's just too much faff. No. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be doing that. But, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know people have gone there, so it's really good. I've, I've also had other people um, go there and say that they think it's overpriced for the quality. Um, and, and interestingly, I've also been told the steaks here are better than the steakhouse in the village and also the opposite. Yeah. So it, it honestly just depends, doesn't it, on how you catch things. I th- yeah, well, especially especially with steak, and I, yeah. I can say this as a as a former steak eater, it really depends on how you have it. Yeah. Like if you if you appreciate steak and you have like a medium rare bit of steak, which is how you should have steak, um at at at, at best, right? If you want it rare, if you like it rare or blue, fair enough, but anything more than medium rare and just it's just not worth it um so if you like to have your steak cremated then it probably doesn't matter where you go and how much you pay but yeah if you're going to have it cooked properly then yeah and also i do find as well that in france they do you know if you ask a medium rare it's almost blue yeah (laughs) it's just about rare (laughs) rather than medium rare so they do they do cook it slightly differently but um yeah, I just for me, I I just wouldn't. I don't think I'd I'd ever no. have done that before. And I mean, look, I, I've got one option on this menu as a vegetarian, and it's a bloody burger. So I probably wouldn't be going yeah. in there anyway. No, that's that's the, that's that area. Yep, where they've got the three restaurants very close together. Um, and I think the hidden gem here is the one that I always cut the name up of. <laughs> Because uh, you know, ignorant English, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Fuente del Oro, I think, yeah. is how you pronounce it. Um, I I ignored this place for years. I really did. Like, you've got a big entrance. Yeah. Like before you get into the restaurant, there's like a little courtyard bit, and I, you know, I, I knew it sold Mexican food, and I, I don't think especially when I was a bit younger, I wasn't really into Mexican food necessarily. And, you know, I was quite happy to just have a burger or something, or something, you know, more normal. But I have started going here uh, more recently because I was recommended it uh, and also told it's one of the, the better places for, for vegetarian options. And I love it. I think it's such an underrated restaurant. I mean, it's got some of the worst service known to man. Yeah. Like it is slow to get served in there, it really is. It seems to take forever to actually get uh, to the front to order your food, um, but the food is good. And also because it's not just burgers and chips, it you know that makes it really stand out. As yeah, well. uh, it's not just that as well. It's it's got some great theme in. Yeah, um, and especially later on in the year when they they give it its cocoa theme in for Halloween. Yeah. Um, it's superb. I've not eaten there. Um, I've never had the opportunity to. It's not because I haven't wanted to. It's just never really cropped up. Um, no, and and the, the you know another thing as well. I mean, obviously they have the, the cocoa decoration, like say for Halloween, but they also more often than not now have the cocoa puppet. Yeah. As well, uh, and sometimes you get live music. Sometimes they'll have a mariachi band there as well. It's just a good vibe. Um, yeah. And it's not it's not too bad um, 
price wise so uh there's there's few um three uh set menus that they have 13 14 and 1599 um that's, the first that's one really good I, yeah the first one is uh nachos which is uh has mexican vegetables and cheddar cheese sauce on uh plus some salt with vegetables and a cold drink so if you love vegetables knock yourself out uh the second one has vegetable chili and mexican rice or an assortment of vegetables and then you get a mini magnum uh it says it's an almond one i can't remember if i got an almond one or not um or a yogurt with fruit and a cold drink um and menu three is a beef burrito with manchini man- manchino sauce yeah, I mean. so. uh, Mexican rice or, or an assortment of vegetables, uh, a Magnum Mini or yogurt, and a cold drink. I, I remember I I went for menu two um, just because I thought it'd be most filling for me, and it was it was great. Like it, it felt like a good you got a good portion of food. Yeah, um, I thought for the price, um, and yeah, just 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 really liked it um they have kid menus as well so those you know get things like chicken strips um or sausage depending on which one you have um you know rice tomatoes yogurt um yeah 8.99 again i think decent choices um they have a la carte as well so you can have a salad Uh, they do a vegetarian and a chicken salad um the main course though is just a vegetable chili and it's uh it, it's it's like a, a bean chili basically yeah um but i remember it like tasting nice like it, it didn't yeah. it didn't taste like microwaved uh vegetable chili or it come out of a tin or something it tasted like quite fresh so oh, that's good. um yeah I, I i really i was really surprised how much i liked it i did have um so i, I had the mexican rice with my my meal but i did also have a side of nacho salsa and guacamole which was like another 389 yeah um, and just looking a bit further down that they do do some other stuff some other desserts they actually do churros churros you know, which i didn't know yep double mickey yeah because i had i had somebody somebody got a, ch- uh, a churro and didn't like it so i had it <sighs> maybe that's why i felt so full up <laughs> possibly um but yeah and and obviously you know your usual kind of drinks they have beer on there as well um yeah and that's that's the latest menu as well that's another one that's been updated in july so um i think it's just a matter of time yeah. um before that reopens there yeah, is that might in... be my that might be my friday night option now you've uh raved about that i might have to try the, the beef burrito yeah it's, it's... The same shame it's not tuesday otherwise it'd be taco tasty unfortunately no tacos i know it's disgraceful um but yeah, no, I definitely, definitely recommend it. It's the only thing you got to check is the opening hours because it yeah. is, uh, it's one of those ones that does close a little bit early. Like you'll yeah. get dinner, but you might, you know, it might be closing at seven or something. Yeah. So uh, that's the only thing to be uh, cautious of with it. But uh, yeah, it seems like it's going to open again soon. There's seating inside and outside, so they all probably just have to distance the tables a little bit to make it work. Yeah. But yeah, should be fine. Um, which one do you want to do next? Yeah, well, we've only really got one. Oh, we, we have, yeah, we've got Cowboy Cookout. Yeah, that's the, the last one. And it's another one I've tried. I do tend to eat in this area. It's, it's one of those ones I tend to gravitate, gravitate towards Big Thunder and Phantom Manor. 
especially of an, of an evening. Um, so I do tend to eat out this way. And I have eaten in Cowboy Cookout for once. It was actually fully open and, and working. I think it was, in fact, it was just after you'd left. Huh. I went and ate in there. When you when you got the train at lunchtime, I, that's where I scooted off and had my lunch after race weekend. Uh, you mean when I went off and got the train at lunchtime and then sat <laughs> and in Paris that. for three hours, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, yeah. yeah, Cowboy Cookout, this was one... I, I think I first went there about 2008, 2009. It was an early trip that me and Lindsay had taken together um, to Disneyland Paris because we, you know, we'd gone to Disney World together first. Um, and then because we couldn't afford to go back all the time, we started going to Disneyland Paris. Um, Same as us. And we, did, we did bought Disney World first. Yeah. You got to have your fix, right? Yeah. And then we did Disney Disneyland for, we did Disneyland twice in 18 months. First for our honeymoon, and then we went back the following October to do Halloween Horror Nights at Universal and and do California again. And then after that, we were kind of like we haven't got the money to keep doing this, so we went. We did um, we did Disneyland Paris for our first wedding anniversary, and we've been going ever since. And that that tides us over. That's it, exactly. I think I think that's one of the more convenient things for us is that because it's that much nearer. Yeah. Plane, plane tickets aren't expensive. You don't have to go for as long, you know, no. a lot of advantages. But um, so I'd, I'd seen it quite a lot, but it was all often closed. This particular time we went, it was open and we went there and we thought the food was great. For the for the price, it was, it was great. The prices have gone up over the years. Yeah. Um, we definitely had uh, a menu for, which is now $16.99. And we'll, we'll obviously we'll go through those menus in a little bit. But uh, I want to say it was probably nearer 10 or 12 euros at the time. But what I found here is that you got things that were more unique compared to what you'd get in a lot of eateries. It felt more like barbecue. And um, yeah, just, just, just a nice kind of restaurant. But it is in the right arse end of uh, Frontierland. Yeah, and it does suffer from, I think, a lack of foot traffic, which is maybe why it's closed as long as it is. Because unless you're going there specifically for that restaurant, where you get lost, you probably don't even know it's there. Yeah. Although they Especially, have started to use it for meet and greets, haven't they? A little. Yeah, bit. Woody. Woody was around there for a while, and Jesse. Jesse was normally opposite. Well, I met Merida there recently. Yep, Merida's been there. They tend to do the mini. Halloween meet and greet opposite as well. Mm. Yes, um, so while it was Mickey yep. before they moved him to, to Phantom Manor. Um, but yeah, that is a good spot for meet and greets because it's, there's a lot of wide open spaces again along there, like like we say about the other side of Fantasyland. And yeah. there's not a huge amount going on there unless there's a festival going on, which you then tend to find some of the the booths at the bottom are open and, and things like that. But other than that, if there's nothing going on, then literally that is where the park ends. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I mean, yeah, As the, unless unless you've got a reason to go there, like, you know, that restaurant's open, you're probably yeah. not going to go there. I mean, that's where, was it called Critter County? Uh, there's a few different ver- variations of it. It's Critter yeah. County and Critter Country and 
Disneyland. I, I remember they called it something. I mean, I mean, yeah. at some point they had animals there. Um, yeah, it, it was called. Was it Redwood Creek? Possibly. Yeah, you might be right. Actually, they called it for a while. Yeah, and and it was a kind of Toy Story meet and greet area for a while. Yeah, uh, I remember the, they had a big prospect of Pete box. Yeah, um, and you could meet. Um, normally Woody and Jesse around there. Yeah. Um, and it's also what I used to have uh, Father Christmas. Yeah. They used, well. to, they used to fill the field up with reindeers and mm-hmm. not real ones, uh, but like cutouts and snowmen and all sorts of things. I'm, sure, there. They've had, was, I'm sure they've had real reindeer there as well. They possibly have. Um, but yeah, that's where he was the first time I went because uh, Town Square was goofy back then. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And I did Christmas um, and, and Santa was at the back of the park rather than at the front. Mm. but uh yeah it, it, it's when it's open it's a good place to go <laughs> yeah. that that's what we're kind of getting at um so i said like there's a 13 14 15 and 16.99 menu option uh menu one is a uh, grilled pork sausage with cajun spice french fries or salad and a drink menu two is smoked chicken barbecue sauce french fries or side salad yogurt with a fruit layer or magnum mini and a drink uh, menu three is a premium cheeseburger, not a cheap one. Uh, cheddar cheese, rocket salad, onion rings, tomato sauce. Why do they always associate the West with having burgers with onion rings? I don't know. Because, like, didn't Burger wasn't it called like the Rodeo Burger at Burger King? Yeah. They used to do that. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah, and it was it was like a, a long bum, wasn't it? It wasn't a. Oh no! One. When they when they fir- when they first started doing it, <laughs> God, I'm such a sad case. They first started doing a radio burger, uh, if I remember rightly, for Wild Wild West. Oh God! And it was just a standard, uh, like double cheeseburger, but with onion rings and barbecue sauce on top. But latterly, yes, they made it. They put it in a long bun instead, so the burgers yeah. almost overlapped. Yeah, the onion rings. Um, anyway, if anyone knows the reason why uh, cowboys obsessed with onion rings on their burgers, get in touch. Um, that comes with French fries or side salad, Magnum Mini, yogurt, or a cold drink. And then the last one, and this is I think the best value one, you get the Sheriff's Barbecue, uh, barbecue sauce, smoked pork ribs, smoked chicken, and grilled pork sausage. So you basically get a bit of everything. Uh, and the meat sweats. And the meat sweats. Uh, French fries or side salad, fruit bowl doll, tropical pineapple, or pecan pie. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting no Magnum Mini with this bad boy. You're getting a doll whip. Uh, also comes with a drink. And then you've got uh, two kids' menus. You've got either a kids' chicken burger, tomatoes, apple compote, and a bottle of water. Or you can have a kid's sausage or chicken burger, cherry tomato side salad or french fries, uh, drinking yogurt or kinder ice cream or apple compote, and then either a Vital, a Minute Made Orange, Minute Made Apple or milk. I'm guessing that one is aimed more... Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that answered it. Um, so, bizarrely... The because both the both the kids menus are the same price, right? Yeah. The one with more options, it's got a star next to it, and it says for children aged from three to eleven. Right. The other one doesn't. 
but <laughs> I thought kids were free to 11 at Disneyland Paris anyway. So yeah. I, I, I don't get that. Um, they also do um, a la carte. So you can have vegetable or chicken salad, uh, main course of a grilled pork sausage uh, or a veggie burger. I think this is what I had because it says vegetable cake, cheddar cheese, tomato and lettuce. So I think that's the burger I had before, the, the messy burger. Um, you can have a side of a salad or french fries, a few desserts, including the Dole Whip, um, a few different ice creams as well, just the standard uh, ice cream bars that they do. Um, and then drinks, beer, hot drinks. Uh, yeah. I can actually have a beer this year with no running. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. No, it's... Uh, yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. It sounds good. Um, I'm glad the menu hasn't changed too much. I just hope it opens up sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. So we have one last thing to talk about mm-hmm. from Frontierland. Our one shop. Oh, but what a shop. Yeah. As we were talking about earlier, Big Thunder, Phantom Manor, does have some of its own merchandise. This is where you would find it. And that is the Thunder Messer Mercantile Building. It's what its full name. And it's quite a big shop. Yeah, actually. you look at it because yeah, it's got kind of two entrances. One's hidden, and then you've got the, the front one, which is obviously the one that most people would go through. But it tends to have quite a lot outside as well. It's not just what's inside. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's weather dependent for a lot of it. Some of yeah. it is under a bit of cover. Yeah. Uh, some of it's not quite. So, depending on the time of year and the and the weather that day, you might find more stuff outside than you do yeah. other times. Um, yeah. It's got yes. kind of a porch, hasn't it, on the on the front of it? Yeah, and it's got a it's got a till there as well. So for yeah. that stuff. Um, I mean, not just that stuff, but you'd normally only be going out the shop if you're buying something outside of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you, the merchandise they sell outside, there is a kiosk you can go and pay for stuff there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a weird shop because they obviously you know that's where you will find uh, Thunder Mountain merchandise and Phantom Manor, but apparel. So when we were talking earlier, like about statues, you won't find any of that stuff there. No. Um, but you will find other bits and pieces. And it also, for a long time, was the place for Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Yeah. And it still is. Yeah. It still is, but, um, yeah, it, it's it's got like a, a section for Nightmare Before Christmas, but it does have a lot of other bits and pieces in there as well. Yeah, it, it, last time I went in there, it seemed to have quite a bit of Pixar stuff, if I remember rightly. So like Coco like Toy Story, there was quite a bit of that. And Moana in there as well, I noticed the last time. Or Viana, as she's called, in France. Yes, and most of Europe, thanks to a porn star. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Coco stuff makes sense, because yeah. especially around Halloween, and they start making it look like um, the Festival of the Dead, it, you know, in that area, it makes sense they sell Coco merchandise there. Um, I remember, I remember the uh, last time I went, actually, there was quite a lot of Toy Story stuff there, and I couldn't really work out why. I suppose the only connection really is the fact that Woody's a cowboy and Jesse's a cowgirl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would imagine that's it. Yeah, 
And the thing is, they don't open the Toy Story shop in the studio, so they've got to put it somewhere. I've been in it once, I think. Yeah, I've been in it once, and it literally, you can walk around it in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's is not it... even a shop. It's like a uh, an alleyway when you walk in. They would have been better making that a quick service restaurant. Yeah. There, I said it. <laughs> yeah, which they're doing in the US. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a nice shop. Yeah, I really like. I, I I don't know why I like it so much. I just think it's well themed. It looks great outside. It looks great inside. Um, they also sell stuff to, so you can dress up like a cowboy. They'd sell ponchos and stuff in there. So. I don't know if I'm, I must have talked about this before, but they when when it first opened, they used to have a uh, cowboy shootout on the yeah. roof, and you know there'd be you know cowboys on the ground, cowboys on the roof, and you know they'd be shooting at each other, and you know people would fall off the building and stuff onto hidden crash pads and stuff. It was all very exciting stuff when you're a nine year old, and I remember. And I can't remember if it was in that shop because I remember there was a shop in the village as well that sold Western gear as well. But that first trip to Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney as it was, I came home with a musket, (laughs) which I think, I think would fire caps, but it didn't come with caps. So it just used to, used to pull it back and press the button and it used to just, uh, you know, go off. Um, but also a Davy Jones raccoon hat. <laughs> so um, it'd be interesting if anyone can remember, so I was only nine, um, whether or not I would have bought it in that shop in, in Frontierland or if I bought it in the cowboy shop in the village, let me know. Because I'm sure I bought a bandana from that shop in the village, like a cowboy bandana. Um and a can of root beer. I remember buying that there, which uh, for anyone that's not tried it, tastes like germaline. There you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely come away with, with those bits. It's, it's funny the stuff you remember. Um, yeah, definitely. But yes, like now, as you say, you can uh, go and buy some cowboy bits and bobs if you so wish to uh, dress up as the, uh, the area that you're standing in. That's it, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's that's it for Frontierland. Um, I mean, we're not talking about the attractions and stuff like that. We're, we're talking about the things around it. But, you know, I really love Frontierland. Yeah. The look of it. You know, they, of course, there could be more things for you to do attraction-wise. But I just think it's such a beautiful land. It's It's got a story. Yeah. It's got a proper story, uh, which a lot of lands don't. Um, it's just lovely. Um, just... And probably two of the best attractions in the park. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yes, that is Frontierland. So, I guess next episode we will do the same for Adventureland. Yeah. We will, we will actually get to the right one this time. We'll get to it. We will get to it. Um, right. Before we wrap up, is there anything else? No, I think that, that was it. We, we talked over the opening. Yep. And uh, dived into the question, hopefully answered some questions about how we feel about it. And then had a wander around Frontierland. 
I am, I'm beginning to think, did we even answer the, answer the question? I know I started to answer it, and then I kind of went off on one of my tangents. I, so God I, knows. No, I, don't, I think we, we did cover it. We covered how we felt about it. As we said, there's not a lot we can say about why it's like it is, because we don't know. Hmm. Wish we did. Um, but we, we quite clearly have feelings about it. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully it has answered it. And if not, you can have a moan at us. You know where to find us. <laughs> um, you've already contacted once. You can contact us again. But uh, P-Dubs, thank you very much. We will be back in August unless something catastrophic happens in the meantime. And obviously, we hope that's not the case. Uh, but until then, we'll see you soon. Au revoir. of the After Dark Podcast Network.